Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling as you take a deep breath in. Take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gata Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gata Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. Welcome to another episode of After 30 with Gara Erigel. Um, a very interesting topic on today's episode. Not at all inspired by current events. Oh, I'm pretty sure by now that you've probably read about or chanced upon this issue scattered all over the interweb. So let's talk about it. Not the issue. We're diving deeper. How does it really feel like to be cheated on by someone you loved and trusted? This is a topic I never would have imagined talking about a decade ago. Wow, I just realized how old it made me sound. As someone who my friends then joked about uh, that I had a sign on my forehead that probably said available for cheating. Let me start by saying I will try my very best to have this conversation with as little judgment and bias as I can. But I can't promise you zero slip ups. Now that I'm married, I still still honestly feel traces of the pain and trauma that being cheated on has left me. Come to think of it, I have never had a conversation with someone who experienced the same thing. I've talked about the experience even on the podcast, one too many times, in fact. And I'm quite excited to talk about who, uh, with someone who was really in it too for the first time today. Let's talk about cheating, how it really feels to be the cheatee so to speak, and how do you get over it? With former radio DJ, TV and events host, and ESPN Sports Center anchor, wow, and an old friend, Aaron Ataide, everybody. Wow, that was quite an introduction. Hi. You should go into hosting or something like that. That's That was really good. Thinking about it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How have you been, Aaron? There you go. That's what we've been we've been friends with each other so long. Our first question is the same question. I've been fantastic. I've been living in Connecticut now for exactly a year. Like this is my one year anniversary. Uh, it was the twenty eighth of May when I landed in New York in JFK, and you know it's been one trip around the sun, and a lot has happened. I've learned so much. I've spent. Uh, an exorbitant amount of time by myself 
and I've gotten to know myself better than ever before. How have you been? That's wonderful. Um, wow, how have I been? Great, married. Wow, loaded yung question. Parang whenever I'm because I love asking that question right it's it's mm-hmm. natural for us to ask that question yeah. as hosts but when you ask that question parang ang hi- ang heavy sagutin. yes because you don't know how far you're supposed to answer that like if you, the, I always thought that the answer of how are you or how you been or kamustakana it always the answer always depends on how close you are to that person because when somebody who's your acquaintance like i've felt it so much especially here in the states you you've have you been to the states right i've never you've never been to the states okay so the one thing that, that everyone and everyone that has gone to the states knows that if you pass by somebody they will always say hi how are you doing like that is a, a given the culture like there. Okay. that's the culture and they're asking it and they don't care they don't care about your answer or anything like that they're just Polite. So that really taught me that the answer to, hey, how you doing, really depends on how close you are to that person. Because it's different when, like, your best friend asks you, how are you doing, as compared to mm-hmm. an, somebody that you're walking across the street. So when I ask you, how are you doing, that is, it's a great way to measure how close you are to a person. That makes a lot of sense. But what if, for example, like now, you're an old friend, right? Uh-huh. And like, we asked this, the same question to each other before going on air, I mean, on record, but what if I'm talking to a close friend? Pero record the whole with everybody else listening. Ano, hindi yung acquaintance yung nakikinig. Yun yun, yun yung So buti na lang di ko sinagot kasi baka marami Okay, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I've been great. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you so much for making time. I know you're busy. I know it is pretty late now where you are. And I'm really so excited to have this conversation with you. We were talking about this off the record as well, you know, because you are in the States, you're not in the Philippines, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you still see stuff on social media about what's going on. There's people cheating um, in, in marriages and in relationships. And I really just want to talk about that because okay. I know you've been through it too. Yes. Were you just on the receiving end or did you also do it? Cheat. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was cheated on by majority of my girlfriends and i i don't want to say that i didn't cheat because it would be disrespectful to our relationship if i didn't if i did say it if i did say that it didn't cheat but when the relationship that we had was already in its twilight and i i know it doesn't excuse anything that i did but it was in the twilight it was towards the end and it was a mistake that was made and i i apologized for that and even if it was towards the end it does not give me the right to do something like that to to ruin someone's trust in you no i get that completely thank you so much for answering that um as honestly as possible i mean us here in the podcast world if we hide anything from anyone it doesn't make any sense i mean that's what what we do this for right i mean we're trying to be as Vulnerable as possible is the only way to be vulnerable is to be truthful. And that's why exactly. I have a whiskey in my, in my hand, you know. <laughs> I love that. Drink more. So yes. you're a third, third glass more. I'll ask you the, the heavier questions. Ask them again. Like, and we'll see ask if I feel again. like we're closer. Oh. Uh, we'll see if we're closer. Sige, sige. Noted, uh, <laughs> I will. Okay, 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 okay. But first of all, okay. What is, what is cheating and what constitutes as cheating for you? Because there, there are two 
there are two kinds of cheating. And I think that this is something that a lot of people tend to combine the two together, but they're really not. They're, I'm not saying that one is worse than the other because that is up to your, that is subjective to who you are. That is subjective to what you believe in. But there's a physical cheating and then there's an emotional cheating. It's kind of like when you're with someone and you get the companionship that you wish that you got from your partner from someone else, that would be emotional cheating. Mm-hmm. And then there is physical cheating, which is of the, I guess, it, to, to put it in a different perspective, if you cheat on somebody and your love language is touch, then that would probably be physical cheating. If you, you can say on, sex on the podcast. Oh, you can say sex. Okay, if you guys had sex, then you guys, or, or anything of that nature, anything that leads towards that, that would be, you know, physical cheating. Right, like uh, creating or having a... Um any type of connection with somebody else while you are committed to someone else, whether it be emotional, verbal, physical, mm-hmm. even psychological. If you, if you're just thinking of doing something with that person, does that constitute as cheating for you? No, no, I don't I, see. I, I don't think that that is, I don't think thoughts are cheating because that just, that's natural. You can't tell somebody, Hey, stop thinking about, being with somebody else, you're in a relationship. You're not dead. Like that. That's the way that I see it. And you, you see it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I mean, that's that's unnatural for me to do. So I will. I will say that if there is a physical act of it, if there is an emotional act where you feel like this person is filling a void in your life that your partner cannot fill. And that is what you're yearning for. That would Mm -hmm. be emotional cheating, financial cheating. I don't care about that. See, this is, this is something that I learned recently because uh, uh, something that I don't know if you know, like I have a girlfriend now, so this is, this is new to me. So um, I like, we were in a bar in, in New York one time and she was like, like oh this guy's buying me a drink i was like yeah go get the free drinks go get all the free drinks you can get i'm fine see financial cheating is fine because it rains the load for me i don't have to buy that many drinks <laughs> and and she's coming home with you either way yes, exactly. so. i mean okay. if i was to buy her a couple of drinks let her buy her a couple of drinks it's a couple of drinks off of my tab okay all right but first of all we're not just gonna let this slide uh-huh. Happy that you are finally in a relationship oh, after so long. So long, yes. That's great I saw that you got married and I was like, if Kara can do it, so can <laughs> I. <laughs> the bar is so low. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was set. That was that's the important part. As long as it was set, right? <laughs> But yeah, okay, all right. So yeah, as long as okay, cheating for you is something um, that you act on. If when you act yes. on it, if it's just thoughts, it's it's fine. It's a oh, given. It's fine. Like, you know, that's fine. What about liking yeah. pictures? What about liking pictures on Instagram? See, okay. I, okay, this is why this is perfect. This tangent of this is perfect for this podcast in particular, because if you're worried about the likes and the views and who your partner is following after you turn 30, you are not secure in your relationship because that uh-huh. means that you're not secure in yourself. And if you've reached this point and you are not secure in yourself yet, you're, what are you doing in a relationship trying to find security in someone else? So I understand if you're 20 something and you are 
disappointed or you are irked at the thought of seeing this photo is liked by blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, I understand if you're 20. When you're 30 at that at this point, like I mean, I'm I'm well into 30 now. I I've turned a brand new leaf and and I was the same way, but now it's just like all right, whatever. Beautifully said. <laughs> now that we are in our 30s, you and it's true, you you know, Sanaman by this time you've matured enough to um to see or to at least see the difference. But yes. liking a photo, fine. I like photos of cute guys. My husband knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes photos of, you know, friends, girls, and I'm like, they're pretty too. Okay, I get I mean I find them pretty. I get it. Yes. Um, Who would like yeah. those pictures before he would? Uh, I still like them today. <laughs> see, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with likes. I, I'm at, at this point. I I don't see anything wrong with likes. All right. Okay. Why do you think people cheat, though? Let Let's go back. Okay. Let's go back okay. to your experience. Let's not mm-hmm. just talk about it like on the surface. Like you know mm-hmm. what we hear, what we know about it now that we're in our thirties. You know, decade a decade after experiencing that. But why do you think you experience that? Why do you think people cheat? Uh, there are a lot of reasons. Um, there, mm-hmm. there are so many reasons that uh, we we don't have enough time on this podcast to do it <laughs> to cover each and every one of them. But I think that it all comes it boils down particularly to somebody's insecurity. If that person's insecurity or the love language that they are searching for, and that's usually what stems from it, like your insecurity gives birth to the love language that you want to receive. That's always a way that I've looked at it. If you grew up and you didn't get the hugs or something like that from your parents, that's what you yearn for when you grew up. It was the love language that you were searching for. Or if you grew up mm-hmm. and it was, you know, you didn't hear a good job from your parents or something like that, that was the love language that you were searching for. I'm not saying that this is universal, but that just feels like something that is very, very true with me and people that I'm very close with as well. As for reasons for for cheating, it sometimes boils down to that. It's the the yearning of the love language or or the nurturing of the the insecurity that the person had is not being given by their partner. And they don't some sometimes they don't have the heart to really tell their partner these type of situations that, mm-hmm. that like, oh, I wish that you were more vocal with the way that you showed your love towards me. But that is that sentence right there is an extremely difficult sentence to have in your relationship. And because you don't say that, you don't have that conversation, you don't have that itch being given by your partner. It's not being scratched by your partner. So you look for it somewhere else where somebody who is willing to give you each and every way kind of love or lust and mask it in the way of love. Um, we'll be able to scratch that and find you in a vulnerable situation because of those said insecurities. Okay. Um, <laughs> must- did that, did, was that too much? I'm sorry. That's no, no, no. It, here. It's not. No, I, I think I absolutely think that too. Honestly, now again, at, at years after the experience, I really think, and both the exes who cheated on me actually mm-hmm. apologized. Yeah. Um, they did years, you know, you know, one years <laughs> later, and I really appreciated that. But really, you know, now that I'm well into my 30s as well, I don't think cheaters d- don't come at me, okay, with uh, this statement. No, 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 I don't no. think yeah, cheaters, no, no, no. It's, it's great. I don't well, think this is cheaters what it is. are it's bad people. No, 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 yeah, absolutely. They're not, they're not absolutely, bad people. I absolutely agree. 
absolutely. there's just people who like what you said, you know, have for lack of a better term, a hole that needs mm-hmm. to be filled <laughs> that in truth will never be filled by anybody. Yes. Whether it be the person that they find outside of the relationship mm-hmm. or the next one or the next one until they fill it themselves. Absolutely. Right. I, I completely agree. And you can tell that that happens more when you're younger because you really have no idea that you are masking these holes with other people. And that's why you make those mistakes. When you're older, it doesn't happen as often, I would like to say, unless those insecurities take over for a very long time and you weren't able to you know, fill that, that void yourself. But I, I think that judging someone because of one mistake is not exactly the right way to do it. Even if for me, I didn't get that. I didn't get the sorries from my partners. I didn't get the sorries from my exes. Like later on, I I had one of them eventually came around and and apologized for for it. But I never really had like a sit down and and like, oh, this is what happened. And I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm so happy that you were able to have that. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't able to forgive them without it. Like I, I knew that and I learned as I got older that I didn't need their apology for me to give them my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're right. No, that's so true. You don't. And, you know, again, grateful that I got those apologies. I wasn't waiting for them. I definitely wasn't expecting them five years later. But, you know, you're right. And as long as you find um, it in you to heal yourself, then that's wonderful. That's even great that you've forgiven them, you know, even without getting the apology. Have you forgiven them? Oh, naman. I'm yeah, actually yeah. grateful for them. Strange ba marinig? Pero hindi, kasi... No, no, not strange and, at and, all. Yeah, because honestly, if I didn't go through those horrible situations, I wouldn't have appreciated the kind of man that I married. Mm, like that, oh my God, may tao palang... Pwede naman pala. Like, I... Sh- I can get this amount of love without having to change myself, without having to try so hard, mm-hmm. you know, for this person to love me. That's I'm gonna good. cry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's that's what they are. Right? I mean, the mistakes that you make in your twenties are the reasons why you're smiling in your thirties. Like that's really that's really the case right there. That you really had to go through all of that. And did I really have to? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean. To some extent, we kind of did. Like, I, I think that the rest of our lives, like the rest of the components of our lives flourished because of how bad we were in that realm of our lives. And whether it was bad that other people were bad towards us, whether we sometimes were bad towards other people because of said trauma, it's it all made everything make sense now. And that's all that matters. Aw, everything makes sense now. I agree. Right. But, okay, so we were talking about why we think people cheat, right? And Mm. we were so kind about it. Like, you know, we said it so beautifully without um, antagonizing. I I get mad now, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm almost (laughs) done with my drink, so I'm going to start getting (laughs) mad. Because, okay, so after this, so this whole issue with with a Filipino artist, a couple of them actually, who are married and, you know, somebody uh, said, on announced on social media that their marriage uh, just ended because the man cheated on her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, a lot of rumors because they didn't really give any details. They don't have to. 
Um, but there were, you know, social media, how, how it can get really dark really mm-hmm. fast, right? So, and daming rumors, whether excuses, essentially, for the guy. Like, there was a, someone who wow, claims really? to be a close friend of the guy, yeah, who said, mm. oh, he only did that because he didn't get, I'm going to say it, because it's all over the internet anyway. Oh, because um, he didn't get sex from her. Wow. Um, and he and he didn't actually emotionally cheat on her because he wasn't in a relationship with anybody else. He was just looking for it like he was paying for it. Uh-huh. Because he couldn't oh get it in the relationship. Oh my god! What a horrible rumor, right? And that oh kind of, god. and you see people reacting to it. Na parang ah, kaya naman palat. Parang uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? How do you feel about that? Okay. So, first of all, I want to ask you: What do you think is worse, physical or emotional cheating? Uh, or, or is there a difference for you? There's no difference for me, really. It, you you <laughs> think that point. it and that it's completely the same, physical and and emotional cheating. Because my top love languages are affirmation and physical touch. Yes. So both for me giving are giving and receiving, giving and receiving. But I hope. Yeah. When you look back at those that cheated on you, did you think like at some point na parang I would have rather had it that he was just in a relationship with that person and he didn't have sex with her? Like, did you ever think that, or did you think? Sunny just had sex with her and he didn't even like her. Is that what is worse between those two that he was falling in love with someone else or that he had sex with somebody else? Sana hindi na lang niya ginawa at all. No, 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 hindi no, no, ko no. maisipan ng gun to my head. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, because, because, like, I, I for one, I, I guess it might have been a conversation that I was having with myself in my head that mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I, it's easier for me to forgive somebody that cheated on me physically because that is something that i can that i can't give mm-hmm. i can't give you something from i can't give you different sex so to say uh-huh, like, uh-huh. the sex that i give you is the only sex that i have now if you decided to leave me or decided to cheat on me because you wanted to be in a relationship with somebody else that should be a something that I should be able to like. I should be able to do that for you. I should be able to fill in that void for you. And the fact that you would get that from somewhere else that hurts me more because what whether it is a tall guy, a short guy, a girl, or whatever doesn't matter. I should be able to give you the only love that you want. And if you don't want that, then that means that there's something more. That there is a bigger problem that I am not loving you the way that you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Physical cheating, you can teach me if I was doing it wrong. You'd be like, no, put your leg up. And then I would be able to find a better way to do it. With emotional cheating, what you you can't tell the person like, if that person doesn't reciprocate love the way that you would want it, it's just not going to work. And I think that that is one thing that me and you both misunderstood from when we were younger and we were cheated on. Mm-hmm. That well, especially for me, like the way that I saw it was I felt that it was a personal attack towards me and when instead yeah. it was a personal act made by them. And mm-hmm. when it's a physical cheating, it's more personal. Act. It's more of a personal act. So that's why I always believe emotional cheating is heavier than physical cheating. Both of them still do suck. Though. <laughs> Either way, I still I, I cannot. I cannot now, now I, uh, and now, yeah. now uh, answering as the Kara now. As the Kara now, yeah. 
It's but maybe the Kara then. I mm-hmm. well, it's funny, and I had just gone through um, a, a, a therapy session the other day, and and I talked about this. Um, and I kept, I think, I kept going back. At one point, yung 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 kailala mo mga twice lang yun eh. But the mm. one after that, I kept coming mm. back maybe ten times at the very I know. least. I know. And I found it online. <laughs> and I think I think it was because uh at, and through the therapy session, you know, it was because I kept getting the high after like when he comes back to me it was more mm-hmm. that it was more the high of oh he kept choosing me after even if he found somebody else's love or somebody else's pussy, whatever you know he still kept coming back to me and that was the high that i stuck around for because it was it because he gave you the words of affirmation that you were looking for did you like use those episodes as a way to extract words of affirmation from him definitely and better sex, you know, because it, it improves. I don't know for some, right? You exactly. Sex is always better. <laughs> exactly. Thank God we're over that now. But okay. Pero <laughs> wala <laughs> Again, it's it's, and we need to keep saying this to the person who has been cheated on that it is not your fault. No, it's it really is not. never your fault. I don't want to say never. I don't want to say never. I don't want to say never. Okay. <sighs> I don't want to say never. I don't want to say never because, but I will say that the other person is wrong. Like for cheating. Absolutely. Absolutely wrong. But I know, I know a lot of friends that cheated on their boyfriends emotionally because their boyfriends weren't giving them any emotions at all. Like they, and, and they, use them in that kind of relationship to take advantage of their companionship, but they were, it was not reciprocated. I could not blame my friend for mm-hmm. seeking attention elsewhere. They eventually did break up and it was because it was, be- it wasn't because of the cheating. It was more because of the lack of attention, but I can't solely blame the cheater. cheater. I can't solely uh-huh. blame the cheater for everything because there's two people in a relationship. If right. it, it's, it's irresponsible for us to specifically blame it on one person, the entirety of it all, not unless it's like a lot, there are reasons that it would, but I can't say all reasons would make the cheater the one at fault entirely. I don't agree. <laughs> so oh, really? no, but- it's, totally it's totally fine to, to disagree. No, no. It's, I think, okay. Um, if, if she probably said, if she, told her partner that these were her concerns and still mm-hmm. he did nothing about it yeah still doesn't excuse the cheating but i would say it's both their fault yes absolutely. but if absolutely. she never said it and if it was never never brought up and she you know the person automatically goes to oh you know relieving whatever the pain is outside of the relationship then i would say it's completely their fault mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah i mean uh- like, like I said, there there are occasions when it can happen, um, and yeah. whoever is the cheater is majority at fault because it's not like anyone tripped and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a penis, <laughs> and you, that doesn't happen. But you know, it you you can't just solely say that the entirety of the the ones at fault was the was one person when there's only two people in the relationship. Right. Okay, I have a follow up question to that is cheating yeah. do you think it can be so now that you're in, you're in a relationship right mm-hmm. 
can it be avoided? Like, I'm sure you completely trust each other, and and I I can I can say I I yes completely trust my husband. But would you say that it can be? I'll give you an example. For example, okay. um, if you're in a relationship, you would most likely avoid going out alone with your guy friends and drinking around girls. Is that something you would avoid because you are in a happy relationship or it doesn't matter? Uh, you know me. I don't really like drinking in bars with random girls anyway. <laughs> <laughs> with my boys drinking around That's with, with girls dra- draped around us. That's not really been my thing. And, <laughs> and you know, my friends were, were just sitting around playing PlayStation at home anyway. But yes, I, I do know what you're you're going for here. I, I do understand the question of if you are in a relationship, does that mean that you're not supposed to go out with your boys anymore? That is obviously a concern that a lot of girls have. It's like, of course, if you you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're gonna get a haircut. Like it you're you put yourself mm-hmm. in the line of fire, you're gonna get shot. I think that you can avoid it, of course. Like for instance, for me, I live in Connecticut. There are Probably about. I've only seen one other Filipino here. I when I when I just moved here uh, before I got into a relationship, I was on Bumble for like six months or like five months, something like that, or whatever. Even before I came here and all that, um, and I didn't have any matches. Like I didn't have any match at all. Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, all of it, no matches. So that was when I became, when I got into a relationship, I was like, wow, like there, I'm obviously avoiding all chance of cheating because there's no way that I'm even going to be able to cheat with anyone here anyway. So yes, there are ways to avoid cheating <laughs> in this situation like mine, but yes, there are ways to, to avoid cheating, but I don't think that you should sacrifice who you are, the entirety of who you are for the ambition of who you want to be with your partner. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. Okay. I get that. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit more um, in, in the following questions. Okay. My next question is, do you think you can truly love someone and still cheat on them? Yes. I was, I was loved by my ex-girlfriends when they cheated on me. I know for a fact that they loved me. You there. never questioned it when never they cheated questioned. on you. No, never questioned. Even, even when they cheated on me. Even when they cheated on me again, it was never, uh, uh, no, at the time, at the time I probably did at the time, of course, when I was younger, I didn't know that there was a way to separate those two different emotions and actions, you know, the way that the brain works and your genitals work and all your hormones and all that kind of stuff. Now I know when I was younger, I didn't. And if you can't look, if you can't step back from being cheated on and examined it into its different parts as to how that whole thing came together, that's where you're going to have a problem in, in accepting what happened to you. If you look at it as a whole, if you look at it as I was cheated on, then the things that come out of that is this person that hates me th- th- because this person wouldn't do that if this person loved me. And if this person hates me, respected me, me right? It, there's so many idea in it. So mm-hmm. I was able to, when, especially when I forgave my exes, um, even like I was saying, even without them saying sorry, that was a big part of it, that it, I forgave them for the action of it. I didn't hold them towards the pre- preconceived notions that I had 
uh, of being cheated on as a reason. It was more of, it, I didn't forgive them for not loving me. I forgave them for having a lapse in judgment. Uh, I forgave them for um, making, him, uh, making a mistake and, and hurting me. It wasn't, I didn't say, I, I forgive you for not loving me. No, it mm -hmm. became, I forgive you for just looking at the situation and say, I, I forgive for having sex with that guy. You know, I, I forgive you for making that mistake of, of sleeping with that guy or texting with that guy or, or whatever, whatever it was. When I did that, that's when I started to realize that it wasn't because they didn't love me that, and, and I kind of projected that on my future relationships where it was, I'm not worthy of anyone's love because if I'm worthy of someone's love, they wouldn't have cheated on me. So I discredited myself because of that. So when I accepted all of that, and when my therapist is like, no, Aaron, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had those conversations. That's how I was able to mature myself and dis disconnect the action from the person that committed the action as well. It took a lot of listening to you now. It probably took a lot of healing for you to get there, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's healing not only of yourself, but it's also healing of your perception of the world and your the way you think the world perceives you. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the bigger part of the healing process. It's yes, the, the, the wound will, will heal, but the scar is still there. So how do you perceive that scar? Is that scar a badge of honor where it's like, Oh, you know, I got this, this scar and I was, I was like, for instance, I was skateboarding and I scratched my arm and all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you tell it with that kind of joy or, do you look at it as a sign of weakness where it's like, oh, I got cut there and I was bleeding. And it, you know, there's there's different ways of telling the same story. And it just depends on which level of maturity that you have on the situation. It's also like you were saying a while ago, right? It, it must have been something that you needed to go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very telling of, you know, self-discovery as well, because now that you've you've gone through that journey, you know, you you are in your 30s and you've done so much to get to know yourself better it was probably also because of how you perceived yourself then that you attracted to and got attracted and got attracted to these type of of, of people the people who would cheat on you the people who yeah. would hurt you you also needed to work on that part of yourself that was probably yearning whatever it is that you saw in them as well yeah and you would kind of agree that it was it was the same with you i I naturally yeah. looked for girls uh, and partners that I guess I felt like were what I needed in my life. That mm -hmm. I thought that that's what I needed. I don't want to describe who they are because that's unfair um, for anyone that's listening right now. Um, <laughs> but I was looking for that archetype of person, that, that build of a human being. And mm -hmm. it's funny because when I look at my partner now – has complete, complete stark difference of what I used to do. <laughs> complete stark exactly. difference. The things that I was searching for for so much in my partners before that ended up cheating on me are not necessarily things that attracted me to my partner now. And when I look at how I made myself go through so many different types of situations, it was just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of growth on my part to be able to get that far. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, right? That is so true. You attract what uh, you attract 
that kind of energy, I guess the same mm-hmm. kind of energy that you emit, you will also attract. Mm-hmm. And it will be the energy that you need in whatever season of your life you are in, right? Okay, so etna, <laughs> how does it really feel um, to be cheated on? Balikan lang natin ng onte. Pangilang drink kana? Pour myself another one. Hold on. Let me let me think about it. There are different stages to it. I don't know what it's like to be. Yeah, I was I was in my thirties already. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I was cheated on. Oh, this is great. So I was cheated on in my early twenties. I was cheated on in my middle to late twenties, and I was cheated on in my early thirties. So that was kind of that was that was very very interesting to be. I don't want to say cheated on. We weren't like officially together, but when we were, yeah. Hindi ko alam yung kwento na yon. Kwento mo sa akin yon off air. Okay, air, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So you know, the the processing of it was very very different, and also the healing process of it was. I got. I thought I got over it a lot faster, but it appeared to like a lot. It's funny because when I, when you think about when you're when try and imagine yourself as well when you got cheated on. What, what were your ages when you got cheated on? Was it early and mid twenties? Early and mid twenties, yeah. Early and mid twenties, right? Mm-hmm. So when the when you were early twenties and you got cheated on, you made it look like you got over it as fast as you could. Yeah, of course. Right? You're like, cool on, eh. screw this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the club. I'm gonna go call up Aaron, and we're gonna go hang out. And we're gonna go to like Valkyrie or something like that. And we're gonna tear up the club. That's what you do. Uh-huh. But yeah. you look back at, um, you look back at how long it really took you to process those emotions. It took you so long to some extent that you're still dealing with some of those issues until today. Um, when you get cheated on in your mid twenties or your late twenties, you give yourself a little bit more of a break, and you—that's when you're—that's when you have enough money to be like, you know what, I'm gonna travel, like I'm gonna go out of town or something like that. And it, you stretch out the processing, you know, period of getting cheated on. Um, when you're in your thirties, it's really like, ah, here we go again. Like, oh god, you try to work your your brain goes into logic mode. And it tries to, I guess, put all of the pieces together to figure it out as soon as possible so that you can get past it because you're still going through the process of your previous relationships. You're like, I, I cannot deal with this right now. I'm going to try and understand this as fast as I can. Uh, this guy sucks. Whatever he cheated on me, yada, yada, yada. Uh, my, my world's falling apart. Give me two weeks. I'm done. I'm back in the office and I'm good to go. Like, that's. That's really what happens when you're in your thirties. You can't let it. Mm-hmm. You can't let it stop you because you still got work to worry about. You can't <laughs> do that. You can't let it drag you out. So when you're yeah. younger, it hurts so much more because you're thinking we you have more time to hurt. You have more time to sit there and go to bars and hang out with your friends and try to. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't do it. You're you're pre you're not as preoccupied with other things. As sad as that may sound, but yeah. but. Because of that, those scars are the ones that carry on with, with the perception that you have of love. And so in the moment, all of them hurt. In the moment, mm-hmm. being cheated on hurts more than anything. It feels like getting kicked in the nuts while somebody ripped your heart out. I do not wish on my worst enemy the feeling of being cheated on. But the as you get older... 
you understand that there are other components of your life that will give balance. It is faster and I guess less traumatizing because you're further from your formative years to bounce back from being cheated on in your 30s. I hope for those that might be feeling this, I hope that this is it. I hope I don't ever have to feel that feeling. And this is really just in, you know, something that I'm inferring of because of how I would process pain right now. But Mm -hmm. I think that that regardless of age being cheated on hurts, it just matters on how long it takes you to fill in the void of that hurt. Thank you for explaining it that way uh, that you, I'm sorry you had to go through it on three different seasons <laughs> of your life, but, 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 but it makes so much sense. You know, how you deal with it and how you deal with the pain and how you heal really differs through the years. And it's, and it's wonderful to note that because it only means that you have grown. If you yes. dealt with it the same exact way that you dealt with it in your twenties, then you've never changed and never learned from it. Exactly. If you're still in your thirties, like right now, like, oh, I'm going to go to the club and I'm going to tear it up at the club. That'd be <laughs> the reason why you were cheated on. Like you haven't, you haven't looked inward yet. Like look inward to figure out what was going on first before you go outside and like start, you know, blowing sacks of cash on crystal or whatever, whatever. And remember going right. out, those were good days. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, more so now, even after the pandemic. And then I see, oh, yeah. I see my, you know, but I, I'm now, when I'm in Manila, I live with my brother-in-law. We're in this mm-hmm. house together and I see him going out all the time. And it's like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I've put on my mask and I'm in my, you know, my silk jammies and I'm lying down. And he's like, bye, then I'm going to go out. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's, it's so late. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, all those those were fun times. Ah, really fun times. Okay, um, thank you so much for for sharing that with Absolutely. us. And I hope that our listeners, you know, get a lot from that as well. And if you are going through this right now, I am so sorry. It will be painful. It will take a while. Might but or will will it? Because yeah, that really will. depends on you. It will. It will. It will take yeah. a while to heal, but you will. You will Speaking heal. of which, you, you said it yourself. You still feel the brunts of being cheated oh, on. Yeah. And, and you're still, you're at this point already married and you're very secure in your relationship. Where, like, how does it manifest? Uh, <laughs> is this matter. better off here? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's all really in my head. And it's actually huh? really, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair to... To dump all of this, the, the residuals of, you know, those traumas into and dump it onto the person I'm with right now because he's, and the reaction talaga niya every time was like, I, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. But in my head, if I see something, feel something that felt familiar, that I probably felt then or saw then when it happened to me, automatically, cheat ka no. Like, nilala- nakatingin siya sa'yo eh. Tumingin ka din eh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just all in my head and in my head it goes because we are storytellers you and i you know this you go from zero to a hundred real quick not replying not replying not replying my god uh-huh. <laughs> that, but that's all just in my head and it's you know sometimes when i can't control it sometimes when i'm when it gets so bad i of course i tell my husband but i don't there are some, I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest with you. There are times when I lose control and I'm just like, but I say it as kindly as possible. And thankfully he understands. 
you know, and he explains it. Pero hanggang ngayon, nandun pa siya, men. It's so hard really? to completely take that out. Baka hindi pa ako completely nagmature. I don't know. But, you know, he goes oh. out. He goes out with friends. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I don't get mad at him for liking photos. It's not that. It's mm-hmm. Do you think that it is your anxiety playing triggers? Uh, play, is your anxiety making these situations in your head? Oh, yeah. It's me. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's really all me. It's all me. Um, it helps well, that I okay. when I tell him, though. But he doesn't have to heal that side of me. It's not his responsibility. It's completely mine. No, it's not. No, no. But the, but the fact that he is willing to be a part of, of healing with you is a very, very good sign. I mean, he could have easily just been like, ah, but the fact that he's willing to talk to you and, and be open with you on that, that's a very good sign. Yeah. You know, and we work with this. And I think I've matured too, you know. There was this pretty girl, the pinaka recent one. Pretty girl we were working with. And, you know, she's just, ah, I get it now. Pag my girls na sobrang closey close sa kanya. Like, lumalabas yung horns ko. Like, did, did, you, did I tell you about uh, Oh, I don't think we've spoken since. But, like, he introduced me first time I went to Davao. He introduced me to mm-hmm. a very close girlfriend of his that he's been friends with way longer than we were in a relationship with at the time. And he was like, ha And then he made a joke. Ha-ha, laugh. And the girl just went like this to his. Like, ha you're so funny. It's like, how you know, Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. You, <laughs> you know why that triggers you? Why? Because it's you do. Because that's, that's what your, I do. Yes, your love language is touch. So the fact that right. it's touching your partner in a way that you, which is you touch his brazo or you touch his shoulder, that's what takes you off because that's your territory. You feel that that is yours, and if somebody impedes on that, you feel as if it's a threat. Ooh, that makes so much sense now. Yes, exactly. It's triggered when there are girls who probably don't really mean anything. And my husband's also really friendly too. I'm friendly too. I have guy friends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pag meron mga ganon, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Distance. Leave space for the Holy Spirit or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, so that's my experience. And mm-hmm. it, it's definitely changed me a lot in a way that you know i appreciate how my husband is and how he's thankfully and hopefully never going to do that to me and but it has changed me in such a way that i am still dealing um with you know traces of the insecurities Mm -hmm. and the anxiety and and the oh my god it might happen again you know just constantly on the edge of my seat like when is it gonna happen is it ever gonna happen you know it's still there um, how about you? How th- how did the experience of being cheated on affect or change you, and the way you view relationships? Ah, it was it was difficult in my my previous relationships. Every time that I like would try to be in a relationship, and it would start to feel like infidelity was starting to come across. Like, oh my god, this guy's gonna cheat on me. Then, of course, I would I. Would self sabotage. I would self sabotage myself to be in a situation that, uh, to take myself out of a any situation. That was just what I would do. And at least now with my relationship, um, I really, I really grew a lot um, to be able to be as I don't want to say confident, but it. She puts. She knows how to put my anxiety at ease, and that's why it's very important that. You not only have a partner that 
you like if you were cheated on, it is important. It is just important for you to get over your anxiety of the situation as a partner that is willing to help you get over your anxiety of the situation. So if you your anxiety is that your partner will cheat on you, yes, it is your responsibility to try and make sure that you are not, I guess, making it a situation where you feel that anxiety flare up, but your partner also needs to understand that you have those flare ups and that person needs to help you get through them. To not only try to minimize the outbursts of these anxiety attacks, but also to help you move through it when you are going, when you are having those anxiety, anxious moments. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for us. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. Oh my God, we're I so mature. I know. Our podcasts were so much better when we were like angry at the world. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it different. We're still talking about the same things, but you know, from a different um, no, that's so true. Um, and that will only, I believe it will only happen once you find healing for yourself first, once you decide that you need to heal from the inside and heal talaga. And that's the only time that you will find someone who will be willing um, not to heal you, but, you know, to just be there for you. Sometimes us, when we experience it, we don't really need someone to fix us because we are fixing ourselves. We just need someone to listen, to sit there with us while we're having these thoughts, to hold our hand. That's it. And we're fine. You just need somebody that that when you tell them these, like the one thing that I have been like, I that I always make sure that is being stated in my relationship is that there are no wrong feelings. If you are feeling something there, it is not wrong. You can't say, I'm mm -hmm. sorry that I feel this way. No, you feel that way. Do not feel sorry that you feel that way, but try and make sure that you're building towards healing that feeling. You know what I mean? If you are sad, don't feel sorry that you're sad. Be sad, but try and get out of being sad. And if your partner mm -hmm. is there trying to help you get out of being sad or get you out of being anxious or get you out of being fearful that your partner is going to, to cheat on you, not by saying that he's not going to go out anymore, but by giving you the reassurance that that person is not going to do it, is more important than anything else. You know what I mean? You, Like I said a while ago at the start of it, there's there's still two of you in the relationship. If only one mm -hmm. person is feeling anxious and the other person is not doing anything about it, that's not a relationship. That's mm -hmm. that's that is just being in the in the same room as the other person. That's not the same thing. I I love the fact that that in my relationship now I can honestly say that we both understand that there are no wrong feelings. If I'm feeling sad in the moment, it's okay. If I'm feeling anxious in the moment, it's okay. But we will try and make sure that we help each other get past it. That's wonderful. I'm happy you're in a very mature relationship, Aaron. I you know. deserve it. Thought. You thought. deserve it. <laughs> and we need we need we, we need that. Also. Yes, absolutely. Grabe, grabe yung. I'm not gonna say he's more mature than I am emotionally, <laughs> but in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, um, I guess in this sense, he is because Lalo na in the 
And my God, who would have thought I would survive a long-distance relationship? A long-distance marriage at that. Like, who is she? Diba? For someone who's so anxious. Girl, my girlfriend's in Manila. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's flying, like forever, or? She's flying home. She's flying here in like ju- late July, but she lives in Manila. She flew back oh, in January. Okay. I've been in a long-distance relationship since January. It works. Right? If no. you are emotionally mature in yes. the relationship. Yes. But you know, in the beginning, I was like, so when I go out with my friends, I text lang yan once. Have fun. This is when we were living in. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. He's texting me, have fun. Does it mean I need, okay, I need to update? Like, kada, kada lalaking lalapit sa akin, babe, this guy went up to me. Ha ha, so funny, blah, blah. Oh, this guy went up to me. Three o'clock, hindi pa nagre-reply. <gasps> he doesn't care about me. Why is he not looking for me? I don't get it. And then I come home and I end up telling him everything that happened, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. So when you're trusted, when the person makes you feel like they trust you, it also builds your trust in them. That's mm-hmm. a, it's not always said, but it's how the person makes you feel. And I really appreciate him for that. Because I was like, I, immature pala ako, no? <laughs> so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> reach the end of the podcast i want to of course close it with the last uh few questions that sana naman makatulong din, no? the people who are listening to us right now how were you able to get through it and what did you learn about yourself throughout the process of your healing how did i how was i able to get through it barely like <laughs> by the skin of my teeth um but it the only way to get through it is just to get through it. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you, you can see, I can give you as many anecdotes as, as I can. I can give you hyperboles and everything to try and make it seem more relatable. But at the same time, it's as simple really as just walking through the door and that's how you deal with grief. And that's how you deal with uh, trauma. You don't put it on the back burner. You don't say, I'll get over it tomorrow or anything like that. It's you're not going to get over it until you tell yourself that you're going to start getting over it. And I didn't tell myself that I was going to get over it before. Uh, the first time I told, I thought I did, but apparently I didn't. Uh, I told myself I was going to get over it after the second time I thought I did, but I didn't. Um, and it wasn't until I was well into being single and, way past all of my relationships in this long gap that I was single that I did look back at everything. And that's when I started to really go through each and every part of my trauma. And it included that. And that was the only time that I really got over it. So that's why I'm saying that you, you only get over it when you say that you will, because even when I thought I did, I didn't until I really faced those demons head on, it was going to stay with me forever. I'm so happy. You're, so you're saying you're completely over it now. I don't want to say I'm completely over it. I mean, that, that would be, um, that would be too much. That would be disregarding mm-hmm. my trauma. And then that would just like, that would say that my, my therapist 
I'm done. Like nobody's ever done with therapy. I mean, everybody has to go through all of your, your traumatic um, and your, your trauma and your anxiety over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. it just lessens um, mm-hmm. it. You can't take out all the marbles in the box, but you can always take out as many as you can. There'll always two or three in there. So when you shake it around, it will continue to make a noise, but it's not as heavy as it was. Mm-hmm. And you used this this a while ago as well. It turns it, it turns into a scar. So it's not an open wound anymore yes. that you keep scratching. No. It's just a scar that you see from time to time. Like, oh, okay, I I I got a boot there mm-hmm. uh, at and, one point in my and, life, and now it's healed. And it's also uh, it could be a conversation piece. I mean, it's it's yeah. there's two there's two things that like you can do now. with scars, right? Yeah, there's two things that you can do with scars. You could put a concealer over it, or you can use it as a conversation piece. It's up to you. And um, I wear mine with a badge of honor. It made me who I am. It made me hungrier. It it matured me past my years. It it I I know it set me back a, a few as well, but you know it advanced me at the same time. <laughs> but it, it's it was all part of the process. It wasn't. Somebody asked me, I, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, um, where like it was, we were talking about the same thing also. And the person mm-hmm. asked me, like, could you do it again? Or like, if you were, if you were younger, if you were, if you can go back in time and you could tell 21 year old Aaron, um, any advice about their relationship, relationship, what would it be? And I, and I said, I wouldn't give my, my previous self any advice. I would just tell previous Aaron, um, you know, have a good day because if <laughs> I changed anything, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I think that where I am now is more important than what I went through before. Mature. Palakpakan po natin siya. Palakpakan natin. Ako po ang bagong kagawad dito sa Connecticut. But okay. But what is one thing, Aaron, that you... um learned about yourself throughout this whole process one thing i i learned that i am worthy of love because that is the one thing that i forgot uh it it spur it uh, spurned from a lot of my abandonment issues and that is something that i that haunt me and that and will continue to haunt me until the day i die um but it I realized and I learned that uh, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, there, there's, mm-hmm. I, I do forget that from time to time. I'm not going to sit, stand, you know, sit here and say that I'm fully healed. Like I said a while ago, I will forget it every now and then, especially when, you know, you're in the middle of Connecticut and <laughs> you got a lot of time on your hands and in your head. Um, but I, in, in the most part, I have, told myself that I am worthy of love again. And when I was able to do that, a lot of, a lot of things changed in my life. And I'm very happy for that. I'm very happy for you too. You, you are. I, I just remember now uh, gathering from all our conversations before we essentially have the same issues actually, Yes, which is probably why we went through the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we we it's, it's for ourselves. We really did. Yeah. Yeah. And but, you know, it, it it made us better people, and it uh, it made us find better people. Also, um, we had every opportunity to continue on making the mistakes that we were making, and we at, it was at some point in time where we just had enough. Where it was mm-hmm. just like I don't trust myself with these type of situations, and we were able to to really change those those situations in our life 
Exactly. You were you were present in the most part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you I was. saw you saw how I dealt with that uh, with you know not feeling like I was enough, that mm-hmm. not not feeling like I was worthy of love or not even feeling like that that somebody else was worthy of my love because of mm-hmm. the fear of getting abandoned again. And then that's something that we still keep working through. Um, even until now, even now that we're in happy relationships, it's something that we constantly need to remind ourselves of. And it's wonderful that you are in this season of your life right now. I'm so happy. Thank you. you. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so happy that you, you're in this season as well. As much as, you know, I did my maturing, you did it as well. And no one can pasahin. No one can pasahin. And so I was so, so, so happy. Thank you. Last two questions for me. Sure. If you only had about a minute to talk to someone who cheated on or is currently cheating, what would you tell him or her? I would tell that person to just for once this day to stop being selfish, um, that you can do whatever you want. I, I'm not here to tell you to not have sex with that person. I'm not here to tell you to not text another person or to flirt with this person at the bar, or I, I am not holier than thou to tell you not to do something wrong because I know that I've made an incredible amount of mistakes in my life. But the only thing that I would ask is that you don't hurt another person in the process. Go ahead and, and, you know, go cheat. I go be with that person. Somebody else. I don't care. You know, you want to be the threesome. I don't know. Whatever it is, your kink is just <laughs> go ahead and do it. Just leave this other person and this person's trauma out of it because you're not doing that person any service. You're not doing yourself any service. If that's just what you wanted to do, Stop being selfish and just make sure that that other person does not eventually use this trauma to hurt other people in return. Because it's not like that person can hurt you in return. The hurt is just pushed onto others. Hurt people hurt people. So when you stop hurting people, that ends that chain. So just if you're going to cheat, try to make sure that you don't just please end it with somebody so that person doesn't have to go through it. That is an audiogram right there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> One more. If you only had a bit about a minute a month to talk to someone who has been or is currently being cheated on, what would you tell him or her? It's not your fault. Um, it's not your fault. But, but you have to understand why it happened. And what were you doing that made it happen. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you. Again, it is not your fault. But what did what was it that caused this to happen? Like I thought that I was a good boyfriend. I thought that I was definite. There was no reason in the world for my ex girlfriends to cheat on me. But in the years that passed, I was able to look back at myself and I saw my shortcomings as a boyfriend and as a partner. And I I I which in the moment and in those years, and even until maybe two, three years ago, I did not even think that those were really things that I did. But when I really look back on it and I understood my, why, you know, I was, you know, I understood who I was in the relationship instead of looking at who as the victim, I would look at as myself as the partner. I saw my shortcomings and that would, until I fixed and healed those shortcomings, I wasn't going to be in a, 
as good of a relationship is that I'm in right now. So yes, it sucks to be cheated on. It's not your fault, but also this is an opportunity for you to make sure it doesn't happen again. And if it is to make sure that you don't date the same type of people, then that should be it or whatever it is. You can find it. You will find it and you will be okay. Beautiful. Thank you very much. May dalawa na tayong audiograms. I love it. <laughs> no, Aaron, really thank you firstly for making time. Thank you for Thank you. For, I love talking to people on the podcast because even if we had conversations similar to this before, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever got this deep. And it's wonderful how podcasting helps allows you to get to know someone. These aren't conversations you have when you drink, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm are, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when, as friends, it's not yes, like, yes, yes, you know, we sit and we're like, so how does it feel like being cheated on? Yeah. Um, and thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for being open. Thank you for being honest. And thank you for sharing um, your experiences um, with us. I have just one last question for you. Something I ask all the uh, guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, you know, just closing it always with gratitude because <laughs> we're mature and I like that. Yes. So I started the podcast with, you know, deep breaths and all that. And, and I want to just ground it with, um, you know, shouting out your gratitude journal, so to speak to the universe. So Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, what are you grateful for right now in this moment? In this moment, I am grateful to be talking to somebody. Um, I, the one thing that a lot of people don't know when you move to the States or a different country and it's, you're starting a whole, a whole new life. You really have to grieve the life that you left behind, um, as part of the process of starting a new life. And I never take for granted anymore, having great conversations with great friends. Um, and I, and I never will. So I'm incredibly grateful to having a a very good conversation, uh, as always, as we always do, Kara. So, I hope everyone is is grateful for the same thing as well that you get to have, whether it is with your family or your friends or your partner, that you get to have a very good conversation with somebody today. Thank you, Aaron. I'm so, so grateful for you again for your time. Please invite the listeners to... Ay, wait lang. If there's any viewers or listeners in Australia uh, or in uh, England or South Africa or in Japan, please make sure that you watch SportsCenter on ESPN or on BT Sport ESPN if you are in uh, England or anywhere in Europe. Uh, so yeah, that's where you'll see me working for uh, for ESPN uh, and doing SportsCenter over there. So thank you guys. Uh, but it's not international. Okay, your socials. Yeah, again, again, sorry, your socials at Aaron Atayde. At Aaron Atayde and on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I don't have a, I have a TikTok I opened it maybe like once or twice this last year. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> this anymore. So I'll just stick to my reels, which is TikTok for millennials. So okay. Yun. Okay. Yun. Oh, if you, once you fix your ano, ha, the algorithm, I guess, of TikTok, you keep like me. I always see now mga psychological, mga, all these self-help stuff. No, I rarely see that. Oh my God, I don't have time. There's so many people that are dancing and stuff. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Why is everybody dancing? See, when I was, <laughs> I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. I know this is after 30 and we're already over an hour on this. <laughs> when I, when I was in grade school, I was dancing. 
ang tao ang tao ngayon pag grade school ay sosyo TikTok dati ang thumbnail yun feel demo ibang iba ibang iba yun okay so kami na magrena okay mambo number five and nobody was getting any likes from that feel demo hindi kami TikTok hanggang feel demo na kami Intrams. Oh, Intrams. Oh, diba? Intrams. Oh, diba? 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 I'm just sounding like an old millennial. I'm just sounding like an angry old millennial, but I'm not. No, and I completely agree with you. Sometimes I try, though, you know, when I'm feeling a little, you know, after working out, I'm like, I gotta do the dance. I used to dance before, and then I do it. I'm like, hmm. 34-year-old woman dancing these steps. Doesn't look nice. But again, thank you so much again, everybody. Aaron and Thayden. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. Talk to you Thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, this is the part where you share the things, people, moments, whatever it is that you're grateful for today. I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at After 30 with Cara Erigel. I would love to see you tag me in your stories if you do post this. And please follow me on Spotify if you haven't yet. And also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help the podcast. And of course, me a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.